This might look like a normal job, but it's not. When hackers infiltrate networks and steal or destroy proprietary data, we're all at risk. Earn a master's degree in cybersecurity online at Grand Canyon University and help protect your company from cyber threats by performing vulnerability assessments and threat hunting to catch hackers. What do you think protecting your company looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hello and good morning on this Sunday morning. This Palm Sunday morning at that. Hello, folks. I know you're not used to waking up with me, but this is all brand new. Every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock, in addition to Saturday afternoons at noon, I'm with you. So put the coffee on. Get ready to talk some finance. Do you have any questions? Let's get started because tomorrow I want you to do the right things financially speaking. I don't want you to have any knee-jerk reactions. I don't want you to panic. I want you to really take in the information. I want you to do the right things because if you panic now, if you feel you can't lose any more money and you sell out, you absolutely have lost money. If you hang in there, it's a paper loss. Folks, this coronavirus, COVID-19, it is horrific. I'm not going to mince words. It hit us hard. We were blindsided by it. It's like cancer. You've heard me say this before. It doesn't matter whether you wear a fancy suit or jeans and a t-shirt it doesn't matter whether you drive a nice car or take the bus it doesn't matter the color of your skin who you choose to love what your faith is this coronavirus is silent and it's turning out to be deadly and it's to be taken seriously i can't begin to tell you how serious we need to take this and it's affected our pocketbook. It's affected our 401k plans, our investment accounts. It hit us fast, furious, hard, but we will come out of it. The markets will go on to make all-time highs. You have to remember that. You just have to wait it out. And there's some things you can do in between, which hopefully I'll help you out with. Our phone numbers this morning, 1-800-TALK-WGY. That's 1-800-825-5949. That's 1-800-825-5949. My partner in crime, Zach Harris, my producer, my longtime producer, is sitting in the studios, healthy and safe, ready to put you on so I can answer your questions. Any questions whatsoever, folks, 1-800-825-5949. As I said, this blindsided us. I'm not going to mince words. I still am flabbergasted. I I read the news this morning that Georgia is reopening their beaches. I mean, when I think of some of the lack of responsibility, lack of leadership around the country with some governors, municipalities, it just, it, it, it boggles my mind. It just, it infuriates me so much. The only way we're going to stop this virus is for us to stop it ourselves, for us to be careful, for us to do social distancing. I know we're not used to it, but we just, we we have to hang in there. At the very least, we're gonna hang in there through 
April, maybe into May. We don't know. You know, it's funny. It took a few weeks for us to get to 4,000 deaths in this country. All of a sudden, it took us two, three weeks to get to 4,000 deaths. And every day I look at the numbers, it's 1,000 more deaths. Today, we're up over 8,000 deaths in this country. And I'm guessing the next couple of weeks, it's going to get worse. So we need to pay attention to our finances right now more than ever. I'm not sure how many of you went onto our blog, Boucher.com, look under insights and perspective. I put up a pretty good blog on, on um, Saturday morning, yesterday morning. And it kind of lays out my feelings, and we'll get into that. Ra raise your hands. How many How many people read that? All right, all right, all right. I, I can see a few of you have, but a lot of you haven't. So after the show today, go to the blog. There's a lot of good information there. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. We have Rick in Colony. Hello, Rick. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Well, thank you for calling in on this Sunday morning, Palm Sunday at that. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, my question is, um, well, it certainly is. Re it has to do with this, with the virus and all the uh, financial implications. Um, I I'm a union plumber. I'm 57 years old, and you know, plan to work. I, I <laughs> about a month ago, I said, oh, maybe I'll work until 60. Um, my, my question is regarding the pension plan. And I've always counted on that, um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, with my retirement plans. But how could something like this affect I, – I, I'm certain that it affects the, the value of the, of the pension plan itself. But are there any, you know, I guess the word, any guarantees when it comes to things like that? Or could, could that be very susceptible and at risk, of the numbers that I was counting on? It's a great question, Rick. And basically, bottom line, we see this with municipalities, states, companies, American corporations. We see it all the time where their pension plans are underfunded because they haven't put enough money in and or the market goes through a bear market, 20% or greater drop, and all of a sudden, the balance they had is worth a whole lot less. Hopefully, your union is doing everything responsibly. Hopefully they're funding the pension plan. There's no guarantees that they are. Just like corporate America and just like your local town, city, and state. There's just no guarantees right. because during the good times, the year like last year where the S&P was up 32%, well, that meant that all these companies and unions and municipalities didn't have to put as much money in because the, the, the hide of the market, the market growing 32% helped. Now, year to date, we're down about 26% as measured by the, um, I'm sorry, 23%, the S&P year to date. So we almost gave back what we made last year. That means that all of these unions, corporations, municipalities have to make sure they're diligent about funding their pension plans. We read it all the time, Rick, that they're underfunded. Let's hope that your union right. is being responsible, taking your hard-earned money and dues. We know that. Let's hope that they're not 
um, spending all that money taking um, junkets out to Vegas and everywhere else. So I, <laughs> I, I wish you the best, Rick, and let's hope that your union's doing the right thing. Can I ask one more quick question? Absolutely. It's a two per Sunday. Okay, great. I it's it's regarding I I, I listen I listen to you every weekend and uh, really appreciate you know your your insight in the, in the show. But but I've I've been recently thinking about you know reaching out to uh, you know I, I'm I'm with a with a, another financial uh, person. It it's a question. I, there I. I I'm learning more about this uh, fiduciary, um, you know, to be labeled as a, is that, am I pronouncing it right, fiduciary? Yep, fiduciary, yep, fiduciary. Fiduciary. Why, why would a business like yours, why, why would you offer other options? In other words, that sounds like the best option for someone like me, someone that's going to have my you know, my, my interest, my, my best interest in mind. And yet when you list uh, the different uh, services that you provide or the different experts that you, uh, that you have, um, you have a fiduciary and then other financial analysts. Is there, is there a, I, I don't know if I'm missing something. It just seems like, well, that seems like the best option. And that would be, uh, you know, most important to me that someone was looking out for my best interest, and yet you have other professionals as well. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm so, not wording that right, but it is that. Nope. It, 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 so far, it's the best question of the morning, and there will be a lot of listeners out there that are going to pay attention to my answer. So thank you for asking it, Rick. It's going to be a great question. We've been a fiduciary since 1993, 27 years. I've been acting as a fiduciary. Before that, I used to sell mutual funds. I used to sell annuities. I never liked the way I worked with clients because I was making 6% commission. When you hear these people selling annuities and they're selling them left and right, 6%, you, you invest $100,000 in an annuity, they're making $6,000. That's a lot of money. And the internal fees are astronomical. So I said, I knew I was going to be in this career for a very long time. I love what I do, but I didn't like having that potential conflict, conflict of interest. So back in 1993, I searched out for a better way of working with my clients, managing their wealth, and that's when I became a fiduciary. That means that all I care about, first and foremost, is what's best for my clients. Nothing else matters to me. It doesn't matter whether we invest our clients' assets in FDIC-insured CDs, government bonds, stocks, or something in between. All that matters is we are providing advice to our clients with absolutely 100% no conflict of interest. That's what a fiduciary is. If somebody's considered a registered representative, an insurance agent, they're selling insurance products, they're selling annuities, they're selling mutual funds. They are not a fiduciary. fiduciary. They are not. So okay. you have the best question of the day. I thank you for asking it. And even though we have a team of experts, I have 11 professionals, we don't sell one thing. We only provide advice. And I have tax professionals, I have analysts, I surrounded myself by a team that's second to none 
It's expertise that you can trust, that my clients trust. That's what being a fiduciary is. Rick, thank you. Have a great Sunday. 1-800-TALK-WGY. 1-800-825-5949. We have Laura in Clifton Park. Hello, Laura. Good morning. I guess my question is related to the last question in the form of annuities. I have two, three annuities, and they're about 30 years old. And when I had to take the minimum distribution, I started it. I'm wondering whether I should keep their 3% in each one of them. I'm getting 3% in each one of them. What is your uh, idea on that one? I hate annuities. I despise the people that sell them. But in your case, I may make an exception. So you've had them for a long time. That means that the um, sharks that sold them aren't calling you every six or seven years to sell you a new one. Why do they do that? Because when you buy an annuity, there's a usually a seven-year deferred sales charge. That means that you're stuck with it for seven years. And usually the sharks that sell them, they have you on a Rolodex where seven years from the day they sell it, all of a sudden you hear from them and they say, hey, we got a better annuity. Why? So they can sell a new one and make another 6% commission. But if I heard you right, Laura, you've had your annuities for 30 years. That means that the fees are gone. If you're getting 3% guaranteed interest, in your case, an annuity may make sense because it's comforting to you. Don't let somebody come and sell you a new annuity. If it's a good annuity, stick with it. If it fits your lifestyle, your comfort level, then stick with it. Believe me, as much as I don't like annuities, and I don't like annuities, when I see prospective clients come in and they're loaded up with annuities in their IRAs and they're, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me why these people are selling them like they are. I think that there's such a better way for investors to protect themselves from the ups and downs of the market and everything that an annuity can do, investors can do on their own, as long as they are diligent and disciplined. So I'm not a big fan of annuities, but every once in a while, like maybe in your case, you know, I would say if you've had them for 30 years and you're getting 3% and that's way more than you're going to get in a CD or your savings account, then it might fit. I don't know the rest of your financial, um, you know, picture, but I know that sometimes every once in a while an annuity works, but not often. So that's just my, my two cents worth. How are you doing otherwise? Are you healthy and staying I'm safe? doing fine. And I agree with you. I have, I've been thinking about it and thinking that 3% is good. I'm going to keep it. Yep. Don't thank let you somebody so much. sell you a thank new you for, one. Thank you so much. All right, Laura. We appreciate the phone call. 1-800-TALK-WGY. 1-800-825-5949. Any questions you have, folks, I promise I'll be honest. I won't mince words. That's just who I am. I'll give you my honest opinion. You may wake up tomorrow and maybe do something different because of my advice. You may call your advisor and put them on a spot, he or she, and make them explain to you why are they recommending this or that. Bottom line, though, folks, 
you can't have any knee-jerk reactions. You can't, you can't do something that's crazy. I know that we took some risk off the table about three weeks ago, and we don't do this often. We only do it when we're uncomfortable. And three weeks ago, we were uncomfortable with what we saw. We took risk off the table. Basically, that means that we sold out of some of our holdings, one of them being our financial holdings, any financial stocks that we had, our ETFs that was invested in financial companies, we sold completely out, completely out of. And in hindsight, it was a good move. Financials are really taking it on the chin. But with this new government program, believe it or not, financials may turn out to be okay because they are being paid a commission to issue all of these government programs that they're issuing. And it's going to be a revenue source, a profit center for them. And during the deepest, darkest days of the market, I don't know if we saw it a week ago Monday when the markets were off 35% their highs. It was like there was blood in the street. It was a bloodbath. That's usually when investors make the most money. Because if you can go in and buy when nobody else is, when there's capitulation, capitulation, <laughs> oh my God, I feel like Rick, um, I'm, I'm tongue-tied, capitulation, when there's basically panic in the markets and everybody's selling, that's when you want to buy. That's when you make money. Think about the Great Recession 11 years ago. It ended two weeks ago. Um, and 11 years ago, it ended March 9th, 2009. Think about how many times you might have looked back and said, oh, man, why didn't I invest money? It was blatantly clear that there was more upside than downside in the markets. The markets were off 50% from their high. Why didn't I put money to work? That was a buying opportunity. We don't get many of these great buying opportunities. I feel when we get out of this coronavirus, we, we will look back as investors and it will be a buying opportunity. We will look back and this coronavirus will afford us the opportunity of buying in. Now, with that being said, I'm not sure if when the markets were down 35% from the high a week ago, almost two weeks ago tomorrow, I'm not sure if that was the low point. I think we may go back and retest that. And I put it on my blog, and I'll tell you why. And we raised more cash this week. We sold out of all of our emerging market holdings. Why? One, I'm worried about emerging market economies, third world countries, not being able to deal with this coronavirus. And if anybody thinks that this coronavirus won't hit India, South America, Brazil, Mexico, it will, and it will hit them hard. They don't have the healthcare system. They don't have what we have in this great country of ours. And believe me, we are struggling. Supposedly, we're looking at 100 to 240,000 deaths in this country. Folks, we're only at 8,000 deaths as I sit here talking to you. Now, I'm not being a Debbie Downer. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I am not trying to, to paint a terrible picture, but these are the facts. This is going to get worse before it gets better. And I think our portfolios may take more volatility on before they turn around. I do know that 
when when the markets are down 20% or more, and this goes back to 1950, it happens usually about once every six years. Well, the last time it happened was 11 years ago, so we are overdue. So this is a bear market. We are in a recession. I can't guarantee that because we don't have the factual proof, but my gut tells me the United States is in a recession right now. And I feel that the global economy is in a recession. I'm sorry, that's what it is. I don't see how we cannot be in a recession. We had almost 7 million people file jobless claims on Thursday. We had the jobs report for the month of March showing 701,000 people without jobs a loss of 701,000 jobs. And folks, that report, that survey was taken on March 12th. New York didn't go into lockdown till March 15th, March 16th. I forget the exact day. And many other states didn't start locking down until the middle of the month. And I say lockdown because that's exactly what this governor did in the state of New York. And I know we have clients in 25 states and overseas that are listening from other states. I know states like Florida, shame on that governor. I'm not going to mince words, shame on him. He let all those kids come down for spring break. All the tourists flock to the beaches, dine in the restaurants, keep the stores open. He didn't go into lockdown until a couple days ago. What was he thinking? Georgia, the governor of Georgia, what are these people thinking? Do they think that this virus isn't spreading? It is spreading. It's spreading like there's no tomorrow. And you look at a governor like Andrew Cuomo, he took the bull by the horns when he, when he, when he decided to go into lockdown. He updates us every day. The whole country is looking at him. This is what every state in the country needs to do. I know I feel like I'm on my bully pit, and I know I feel like I'm, 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 I'm venting, and I am venting, because I'm afraid of that 100,000 and 240,000 deaths that we are going to experience. We're only at 8,000 deaths now, and this is why we raised some cash, because I'm afraid that when this virus really takes hold of India and Brazil and Mexico and South America, I'm afraid that those economies will not be able to withstand the devastation because it's going to spread like wildfire. And I don't want to be invested in those countries. I just don't want to be invested in those countries. So we decided to take that money off the table. We sold completely out of our emerging markets. I will put that money to work, but it'll be in the good old United States of America, because this is the one stock market that I feel the most comfortable with, the safest with, and believe me, I don't think we've seen the worst of the volatility. I think we are going to have more volatility. It is what it is. So not to scare anybody, I'm just trying to point out why you need to be careful. And maybe if you need to raise a little bit of cash to feel good over the next couple of weeks, okay, but don't sell out completely. I'll help you with this over the next half hour.
We got to take a break from the news. 1-800. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Enviar nota de voz al group chat. Buenos días. ¿Quieren desayuno de McDonald's? Gidget dice, it is la mejor. Un sausage McMuffin, please. Laura dice, sí. Sausage McGriddles para mí. Ale dice, ya comí, pero me traes un hash browns. Love you. El mi colega favorita, tío. Llévate todos tus favoritos de desayuno como un sausage McMuffin por unos pocos dólares. Solo en el one two three dollar menu de McDonald's. Precios y participación pueden variar. No puede ser combinado con un combo meal. Talk WGY. 1-800-825-5949. That's 1-800-825-5949. Let me take a two-minute break. Stay with us, folks. Hello and welcome back. Thank you for tuning in, folks. Thank you for hanging in through the news. And I also want to thank those people that are doing so much to provide us with essentials. The, the the people that are stocking the shelves at the grocery stores, at Stewart's, the cashiers. These are people that we always took for granted. We don't take them for granted anymore. I thank each and every one of them. I went shopping yesterday. I loaded up on some stuff. And I thank every worker in the store because I know they are right there doing a job that nobody wants to do. We're coming in covered with face masks and gloves and everything else. And these people are doing their job, the healthcare workers. How can we not think the healthcare workers? Oh my God, talk about putting themselves on the front line, law enforcement, fire department, so many other people. I can't thank you enough. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. I know that I shared with you at the beginning of the show that we will get through this. The markets will go on to make all-time highs. There is no doubt in my mind. So why would I raise a little bit of cash? Because I get paid to manage money. And I feel, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. The markets could hit the bottom. Maybe we go up from here. I could be wrong, but we raised a little bit more cash because I think as these deaths start piling on, as we learn more about the recession that we're headed into, if we're not already into it, as we watch corporate America announce minimal profits, earnings, if any at all, I think the stock market will go through some more volatility. So I've I'm, I'm raising a little bit of cash. I got some cash on the side and I'm going to put it to work when there's blood in the streets, when there's a bloodbath, when there's panic in the markets, I'm going to put that money to work and I'm going to put it to work in tactical investments that, that we like. I'm not sure if 35% off the high was the absolute low point. Right now we're 26% off the high. So we, we gained about 10% from two weeks ago tomorrow. I don't know where the bottom is. I'm just being prudent and our clients feel very comfortable. I worry about the third world countries and their economies. And this is why we sold completely out. USA all the way. Our portfolio is 100% invested in the United States. 1-800-825-5949. Josh and Troy, you've been waiting patiently. How are you? 
Steve, I'm doing really well. And, uh, you know, I wait just about all week to, to hear you on Saturdays normally. So I figured what's a couple of minutes to get to chat with you on a Sunday. Oh, there you go. Well, thank you for waking up with me. It sounds like you're in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not a problem. I was uh, just taking a trip down uh, town to Kinderhook. They have a beautiful creek. There's no one around. Just nice to be back in nature. Oh, man, it sounds like social distancing at its finest. Good for you. Well, stay safe, stay healthy. What can I help you with today, Josh? Yeah, so a couple of questions regarding real estate. So I personally am a big fan of real estate, both physical holdings um, as well as, uh, you know, ETFs and specifically REITs. Now, one question um, that I had for yourself was, um, you know, as far as Boucher Financial, you know, whether or not you carry uh, REITs in your holdings, obviously a lot are starting to take it on the chin, especially when the underlying assets are more kind of commercially based versus residential based. So I wanted to kind of get your input on that. And then secondly, um, in terms of qualifying versus non-qualifying dividends, a lot of times the appeal of a REIT, A, is that it's holding is underlying holdings of real estate, which people you know, typically know and trust, and B, they have often a, a higher dividend yield, but I don't think REIT uh, dividend yield is usually a qualifying dividend. So for tax planning purposes, I'm just wondering if you could share some insight or your thoughts regarding that. Yeah, so we don't own any REITs right now, and I keep saying when I think, I mean, I've mandated that my team, um, I'm surrounded by 10 amazing professionals, 11 in total. And I mandated three weeks ago that they stay home. We've invested in technology and we haven't skipped a beat. We have new prospective clients that are calling us. We're doing everything virtually. And it's been really good to see how efficient and productive we are. My investment in technology has paid off. And my team, I'm keeping them healthy and safe by keeping them away. I want to protect them as best I can. So the one thing that I've been thinking about is I'm not so sure how many corporations, how many companies have their employees working from home. I'm not so sure when we come out of this and companies have to go and renew their leases in these big office buildings if they're not going to have more of their people work from home. So REITs scare me right now. And we're not investing in them. Um, usually when, 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 when interest rates are going south, REITs, you know, aren't, aren't always a, a great place to be as, as they turn around and go back up. So we're not invested in REITs. My favorite REIT when we were invested was the Vanguard Real Estate. It's a compilation of shopping malls, office buildings, apartment complexes. You get the picture. The problem is... <laughs> Shopping malls are going to take it on the chin as much as office buildings, I feel. They scare me to death to own anything in that area. Now, as far as qualified, um, you know, dividends being thrown off from REITs, every REIT is different. And, you know, that's that's something you just have to analyze yourself when you, um, you know, invest. As far as investing in hard real estate, if you're handy, you know, interest rates are low. Mortgage rates are closer to 3% than, than that. And it's a good time to leverage yourself if you find the right property, whether it be income property or 
a second home, taking advantage of these low interest rates is the way to go. Hey, Josh, great question. Enjoy your day down in Kinderhook. Thank you for calling in. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. We have Peggy in upstate New York. Hello, Peggy. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing good. Where in upstate New York are you? I'm in Schoharie County oh. over in Cobleskill. Now you have some clients over there. How are you doing? Are you staying healthy and safe? Yes, we are all healthy, which is um, one of my points. What I wanted to ask you about is you're saying that we are going to recover, but how long do you think it's going to take for this to all turn around? Because mm. my husband is a little over two years away from retirement, and he works in food distribution. And he has been furloughed at the moment. We're hoping he's going to go back. But I have relatives that own restaurants, and these type of people, I mean, you can't work from home. Yeah, sure, some of the restaurants are opened and able to do takeout only, but I know over here by where we live, a lot of them weren't doing good, and now they've just completely shut down. Yeah. You know, it's a great question, Peggy, and, you know, I hope your, your husband gets back to work soon. I don't know how long it's going to take us. Let me take you back 11 years ago, the Great Recession. And we did a state yes. of the economy presentation for our clients and all of the slides are up on our website and you'll go, Ryan did this part of the presentation where he showed all of the experts, all of the gurus, all of the economists 11 years ago and how many of them said that it was going to be 10, 15 years before the economy would recover from the great recession. Well, our clients recovered within 18 months. The one thing well, I do just, know, we didn't completely close business I know. down like this. Nope. Let me finish. I do know I'm that. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm glad you you interjected. I do know that every recession, every bear market I've studied, my team and I have looked into. The markets recover. They start to turn around long before the recession ends. If you go back to that great recession, March 9th is when the markets turned for the better and they never looked back. The recession didn't end till the summer. I do know that this market will turn around before we get through the worst of the virus. It could be next week, it could be two weeks from now, it could be three weeks from now. We don't know because we just don't know how wide and deep this virus is going to take us. We do know no, that we don't. Oh, it's a horrific time for us to be living through. Even through the World War era, you can go out for a sandwich, a beer, see a movie. Right now, everything's shut down. And that's why I'm being hesitant. That's why I'm being cautious. The first time in 30 plus years, I've been this cautious. So we don't know, but the markets will recover. I do know that. And remember, your husband may be two years, and let's hope he gets back to work real soon, Peggy. Your husband may retire in the next two years, but he doesn't plan on dying. And I don't say this lightly. What I mean by that is when people approach retirement, usually they're living 20, 25, 30 years in retirement. And between you and or your husband, 
the chances of both of you living well into your 80s, early 90s is good. So that's a long time. And you have to remember that the markets will recover. I just can't tell you when. I do know that I hope you stay healthy. I hope your husband gets back to work sooner than later because there are businesses that will not survive this. There are people that are going to have to, you know, file bankruptcy. I worry about, and I hate to say this because I sound like a Debbie Downer, as we go through hard times over the next few weeks, I worry about things that people may do. And I just hope that we keep everybody in check and keep everybody um, focused on, on getting through this. But we keep talking about how bad the virus is and we don't know how bad it's going to get. But the numbers are are growing how many people have the virus because people are so wanting to rush out. Oh, I have to get tested. I have to get tested. Over here where I live, we do have a very, very low number of people that have it. And um, we get updates all the time from the county health department. They're all non-serious cases. They're all at home. Young people are with no other health risks, and they're going totally recover. I think we're going a little bit overboard. I think we need to open these businesses back up and let people get back to work. It's well, great if you can work from home, but in my in my relatives and my people that I work with, we have a lot of people that are not going to be able to work from home, and I just don't see how we're ever going to. Yeah. You know, so let me. Let me say this. I'm not qualified to answer that question whether we should open up businesses or not. I look at Dr. Fauci and his medical team, and I know that they are stressing hard that we need to stay away from each other. We need to social distance. It's the only way that this coronavirus will flatline and hopefully cease to exist. So I will take the advice from the medical experts, I don't care that my favorite restaurant is closed. I'm, I well, love you don't care cook. that it's closed because you can't eat there. But my cousin, who's in his 40s, has a restaurant that he's, you know, somewhat struggled financially to open. And it's in Ulster County. It's about three years now he's had it. Um, he's put his... Heart and soul into I know, I know, Peggy, Peggy, I know. We're 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 all suffering. It's not just your cousin who has a restaurant. It's not the hairdresser. It's not the it's not the dry cleaner. It's everybody. Everybody, everybody. This virus is affecting everybody. But I gotta go to the medical experts. I, I can't even talk about whether restaurants should open. I'm not qualified. Peggy. I hope your husband gets to work sooner than later because that means that we're all doing better. My heart goes out to you. Stay healthy, stay safe. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. We have Joanne in Mayfield. Hello, Joanne. Oh, hi. Um, okay. I have a question. I don't know where to look up the answer. I developed myself a number of years ago, a portfolio of stocks that I have no pension, okay? So I'm almost 78 years old, and I don't have a pension, and my Social Security isn't, it's definitely minimal. And so I developed this portfolio of dividend-paying stocks, okay? I don't know 
what to expect in the way of, because the paper value of the stocks has gone way down, how this is going to affect the amount of my dividends. Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah, and I also wanted to ask if you have time after that about your advice of balancing stocks and bonds, okay, Okay. in your your holdings. Yep, it's a great question, Joanne. I'm not sure if you pick those dividend-paying stocks yourself or not. We don't advocate. Yes, I did. I I don't have a broker, yeah. Okay. Well, one, you don't sound 78, so let me... Let me applaud you for sounding um, like you're 28, you not 78. <laughs> no, hey, listen, I have a face for radio. I can see you through um, this microphone. Um, oh, no, yeah, you're, right. You sound, but you know, I've been so- told that before that I don't sound yeah. like my age. So this is absolutely thing, you don't. So good for you. You're young at heart. So yeah. with regards to your dividends, companies, we're, we're going to see in the next couple of weeks. Companies are going to start making earnings announcements. They may cut dividends. They may do a whole lot of things that they weren't doing before because they came out of an 11-year bull market and everybody was doing great. Well, in the last six weeks, all of a sudden, and I, 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 my heart goes out to Peggy, the last caller, all of a sudden, in the last six weeks, our life has changed. And I think our lives will change forever because of this. So with your dividend paying stocks, they may continue. You may find that the dividend yield is higher because the price of the stock came down. I don't know the companies that you're invested in. All I know is that if they're good companies, you know, and you've had them a long time, they they should bounce back. There's gonna be some companies that aren't going to make it through this. Um, they're going to be doing some drastic things like laying off people, cutting their dividends, doing everything they well, can to are, save money. These are the old standards, you know, like no, the power company and, and mm, uh, Colgate and, and, those, and Eltria and those kind of things. Yeah, well, there is no such thing anymore when it comes to individual stocks as old standards because the world is changing. In a company okay. like AT&T is a completely different company today than it was in the 80s when it was yeah, part of the I Mom Bell too. companies. So yeah. be careful with your portfolio. If you want us to analyze it, we can. As far as the mix of stocks and bonds, it's really an individual thing. Whatever you're comfortable with, um, bonds are usually there to protect investors. Although when, when you look, bonds are, are down um, in, in, in value year to date, the aggregate um, bond index is actually up 3%, but a lot of other bond holdings are down. So if you look at the bond index, it's actually up 3%, while the S&P 500 year-to-date is down 23%. So that's a 26% swing. Joanne, call us in the office if you want us to take a look at those stocks. I promise I'll do that to you. In the meantime, stay healthy, stay safe, and boy, Keep that young voice of yours. 1-800-TALK-WGY. 1-800-825-5949. Let's go back to Robert in Amsterdam. Hello, Robert. Good morning, Steve. Hope you're doing well. Oh, I am. You know what? Every day I get out of bed, I feel like I'm doing better and better. Um, I just hope that every day I'm able to get out of bed. But in all seriousness, no, I'm 
I'm keeping my my team safe, my family safe. Um, I'm I'm I I have a lot of people that are relying on me, so I am being extra cautious. Um, I I am obeying the guidelines, and I feel funny. You know, my Angie Gavin, my client concierge, had a beautiful face mask made for me, and I wear it. I don't even think twice about it. I um I think it may be the new me. But anyway, what can I help you with today? Well, just just kind of trying to figure things out. I'm 60 years old. I'm still currently working. Um, plan to work for probably another five years. Um, did pretty well, you know, up until this last uh, uh, re- retraction in the market. Um, I'm thinking of uh, making a major purchase, and I'm wondering, you know, whether – how do I figure whether I should withdraw some money since I can withdraw without a penalty now or to finance that purchase because interest rates are so low and there's some good buying uh, opportunities out there for what I want to purchase now with the, the uh, economy and a setback here. So are you just, talking if, a real estate purchase? How do purchase? I wrap my arms around this? Yep. I'm going to help you. Are you talking a real estate purchase? No, I'm talking something much less sensible. I'm think, talking about buying a car. Um, um, uh, and it's kind of a quasi investment. It's uh, All right, so uh, a special interest card that will hold some value. Yep. Let me answer your question. Borrow the money. Even a car loan, you're going to get cheap, 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 cheap. If you take money out of your portfolio, it won't rally back. It won't bounce back. This market will come back to make all time highs. Money is cheap right now. It's okay to borrow money for the right reasons. If you're buying something special, life's short. We also know that. And if you're buying something like a car because it makes you feel good and you can get a real low interest rate, I would not take money out of your portfolio right now. Good question. Robert, thank you. Let's go back to the phone lines. We have Liz in Greene County. Hello, Liz. Yes, good morning, and thank you so much for taking my call. I oh, don't thank know you for calling. Well, I appreciate that you're offering all of this valuable information. Um, my question may not be particularly geared to your complete expertise, but uh, regarding income in the economy, for those millions of us that are struggling with unemployment, uh, any insight as to why this is so difficult to put a claim in to even get some kind of income back to, to do whatever we all have to do with it. It has been yeah. a busy signal for a long time, and I'm just concerned. What is going to happen to those of us that aren't yeah. Liz, my heart goes out to you and so many others. Right now, we have 7 million people that filed for jobless claims last week. This week, it'll probably be more. It could be... more. The system is taxed. I know my daughter tried for days. Unfortunately, she's one of the people, one of the so many people that had her hours cut and not laid off completely, but where she needs unemployment benefits. My, My heart goes out to you. I have to let you go, but keep trying, Liz. Keep trying. You'll get through and they'll make you whole. Folks, I know there's people online. I am sorry. 
Come back next week. Let's hope this is a better week. Go to our website, Boucher.com. Look under Insights and Perspective for so many much more information. Stay well. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council.